Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Aboard podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Tom Childs, and joining us, or is he playing fantasy? I was going to say, is... someone doing a fantasy draft. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that noise. Apologies. <laughs> um, joining us is our very own Dave Barnett, Hi. and then also joining us is probably my favourite podcast host in the world and my favourite Chiefs vlogger in the world. Just don't tell Brad. It's Locked On Chiefs' very own Ryan Tracy. How are you doing? Well, hey, I thought you were talking about Brad, so nice to see you. No, the difference between <laughs> yourself and Brad is that I actually watch your videos. Oh, I, I, that's the only difference? <laughs> I feel like there's multiple more glaring differences than that, but yeah, I don't want to be too mean on Brad seeing as he's not here no, to defend himself. But it's the way it works on this podcast. Whoever isn't here gets destroyed by us but yeah uh, ryan Cheers. one thing we do one thing we do say about you is that you've got such a like a velvet smooth tone to your voice um have you worked on that or does it just come naturally i have been singing in bar rooms uh since <laughs> mid college years i'm sorry university years so going on 20 plus years uh that'll do it to you really is this karaoke you're talking uh no no i play music write music the whole nine yards Oh wow! What what genre? Uh, a little bit of southern rock and uh, country music. Very nice, very nice. Dave, what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, oh, it's it's kind of topical because the film was out recently, but probably uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice by nice. Queen. Everyone so, knows the words that. Yeah, but it's like I'm I, I quite like to do the high part, so it's also <laughs> always quite funny as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we should do it in the off season because we've got to fill the podcast somehow in the off season maybe we just do a five and a half minute rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody I'll take the low end I'm in <laughs> <laughs> well there is four faces on the video isn't there so maybe us three and Brad yes yeah. I remember when I um, played American Football a couple of years ago I joined a new team and I had a rookie day so on the way home from oh rookie hazing yeah, yeah on the way home on the bus from Doncaster we got a win so everyone's in good spirits and then they say right rookie take it in turns blah 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 it was my turn got to the bottom of the bus where all the vets are they're all pissed as a fart and whatever they said right strip down to your pants blah blah, blah. tell us strip loads of strip down to your pants yeah, why, why why is this a necess- like necessity when it comes to karaoke I'm, I'm confused <clears throat> just just hear me out so as if that isn't embarrassing enough they get you to do all sorts of things like dancing and sex positions and all sorts it's really weird it gets a bit weird but then they say to you right sing us a song so my go-to karaoke song and it's a good one to go to because everyone knows the words to it is i want it that way by backstreet boys and as soon as i sang the first line i won the vets over and i just kind of set the standard so high for for the rest of the rookies that none of them quite reached it and so yeah so i want it that way it's like i've got a special special place in my heart 
and everyone knows the words to it. You English blokes do things in an interesting way. I mean, we don't all do the <laughs> strip naked the sex positions part Good to of know. rookie hazing and karaoke, to be perfectly honest. That's just Southerners, I think. They're a little bit weirder than us. <laughs> Probably true. We'll find out on Sunday. Um, before we get into the, to the meat of the show with the Ravens coming up, I just want to go over a couple of bits of news because this last couple of hours have been quite eventful. Um, let's start with the sad news. The sad news is that it doesn't look good for our old quarterback, Alex Smith, who reports going out that he's now got an infection on his injury, on his two broken bones in his leg. Um and it's potential going to be a career ender for him. So before we start, I just want to say a big shout out to Alex. And we, we all hope that he pulls through and get, can get back on the field and get healthy again. In other news, um, Kelvin Benjamin, you know, that, that tight end Kelvin Benjamin that plays for or played for the Bills and the Panthers. Um, he is currently on his way to Kansas City. I say tight end because he's put on up a few pounds, let's be fair. Ryan, I'll start with you. Is he a fit for the Chiefs or not? You know, he's one of the, the guys that I profiled in that draft year as a fit for the Chiefs offense uh, because of his, his wingspan, his jumping ability. Now, has that been fallen to the wayside with the, with the weight gain and he does look uh, slower on the hoof? Uh, but I still think he can leap. I, he still has a good wingspan. Um I honestly feel like he's a better fit at a tight end position, I, mostly because on this particular roster, I don't think there's anybody that you want to release. Uh, I know folks are talking about Garrick Dieter. I don't want to see him go anywhere just in case this thing with Sammy lingers into the postseason. So if you're talking about replacing Dion Yelder, okay. But I think that's about the only spot I'd have for him. Yeah, it's one of those sort of low risk high reward type plays where if it pays off then great if it doesn't it doesn't hurt you anyway like i say it's kind of it'll be a incentive laden deal if he does sign any kind of deal with the chiefs and so if he performs you kind of you get your money's worth but i say you kind of have to worry i mean i think i saw a stat where he had the least was rock bottom in the league in separation yards. Um, and his catch percentage was rock bottom as well, I think. So you you do kind of have to wonder, like, has he still got anything to give, basically? So, yeah, I say take a flyer, see see what's there. But I say I don't think it, it hurts you in any way to, to take a look at a guy like that. Do you think that this is just a theory that the Chiefs are basically becoming like the Patriots and bringing a guy in so no one else can have him? I wouldn't say that it's that far. I would lean more towards what we've seen Brett Veach do in the past. And Brett Veach did scout down in the southeast. So he's familiar with Benjamin at the time. Um, and I kind of look at it as another reclamation project. Uh, similar to what we saw with Raglan and Irving, a guy that he was familiar with in college and saw potential there. Uh, and bring him in for a check. See if you still feel like he has uh, a path to get to fulfill that potential. And if so, then maybe you give him a chance. Well, we'll soon find out. I'm sure by the time most people have listened to this podcast, we'll know whether he's going to be a chief or not. 
Um, normally with these free agents, um, if they pull them in and they're going to get a deal done, they get the deal done before they leave town. Unless, of course, it's your name's Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> um, looking ahead to um, this hey, on, on Emmanuel Sanders, did you see the uh, did you see the news? I did with him. Um, that derails their season for me. Yeah, they they were looking like a a possible team that might sort of have a, a nice run into the postseason and nick that last wild card spot and cause teams a few few problems. Um, but yeah, to lose him, especially now, obviously you don't have Demarius Thomas either. It's a it's a lot to put on the shoulders of uh, Cortland Sutton as a rookie. Yeah, and going into fantasy finals. If you're looking for a player in Cortland Sutton sitting there on the waiver wire, which he shouldn't be by now, go and pick him up because he might be getting you some points this weekend. So looking ahead to this weekend's opponents, the Ravens, um, on a bit of form at the moment. Three weeks ago, we we sat here on this podcast and said that the game against the Ravens isn't looking like anything special because after earlier in the year, pointing it out as a possible flex option for the Chiefs. But they've made the change of quarterback. Joe Flacco's gone. Lamar Jackson is in. Since then, they've won three on the bounce. Two at home to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Raiders, and then on the road in an impressive win against the Falcons. Should we be fearing this Ravens team on Sunday? Yes and no. Um, I kind of look at the last three games, and they've played three pretty bad teams. Um... I know, like, everyone still looks at the Falcons and thinks, oh, you know, they remember them from the Super Bowl a couple of years back and think, oh, they're still a really good team. And they've pretty much been decimated with injuries on defense this year. We obviously know how bad the Raiders are and the Bengals have pretty much fallen apart um, since since their hot start to the season. Um, I, I kind of do worry because they... What seems to have worked for them since bringing Lamar Jackson is going back to basics and running the ball successfully. I think they've had something ridiculous like 730-plus rushing yards in the last three games. Um, obviously, they came against three of the worst run defences in the league, but it, it is a worry considering how gashed the Chiefs' defence was against the Raiders um, last weekend. Um the only, the big thing I would say is, is going to be if the Chiefs get off to a fast start, like we've seen so many times this year, you kind of take it out of, you know, the Ravens' hands a little bit and you force them to abandon the run. And I think that's how the Chiefs guarantee that they, they win this game. Force, you know, the rookie QB that's only starting his fourth game to have to throw. To, to you know to keep the Ravens in the game if the Chiefs can do that successfully you know get after Jackson we, we've seen how much better the defense is at home than on the road um, I, th- I think that's a recipe for success uh, for the Chiefs on Sunday yeah I'd agree and the, the only troublesome part about that is we've seen the Chiefs have a couple of slow starts this week this season uh, particularly last week against a team they should have dominated a whole lot more mm-hmm. and if if they let them get going it could be trouble because if you let them run like you said that, that they have gotten better against the run and the Chiefs are one of the if not the worst run defense in the league 
if you let them possess the ball, it, it stops what you're able to do with Mahomes. And I feel like, especially after all the turmoil last week, that they need to get in a rhythm a little bit more so than they may have earlier in this season. So th- that's the only question mark that I have. Well, what the Ravens have done since Jackson come in, they flipped the script. So their their three lowest passing uh, outtakes of the this season have all come in the last three games, where their three highest rushing efforts for in an individual base has come in the last three games. So they've completely reversed their offensive script and the way they want to go about things. So if you're the Chiefs, you're Bob Sutton, you're sitting there, right, they are going to run the ball, they're going to concentrate on running the ball. How much can you concentrate on selling out to stop the run? What can you offer? Like, who can you sacrifice and what part of your scheme can you sacrifice to stop Lamar Jackson and Edwards? I think you bring a safety up into the box. I'm, I'm not too worried about the Ravens really trying to stretch the field. Um, for the most part, you just kind of, I say, you just kind of hope, kind of hope guys play better because I don't think, like, I think where our struggles have come mostly this year is from underperformance rather than, yeah, there's there's potentially some scheme issues there, but. You know, I think we expected a much higher level of play out of Ragland and Hitchens this year, and it's not quite come to pass. So, yeah, I say it, it sounds simple, but you kind of have to hope that those guys can play better um, on the, you know, the, this last stretch of games. I would say I agree with you completely, but I think the safety that I would bring in the box would actually be Dorian O'Daniel. I want to see them run the base defense with three linemen to cover up those linebackers and protect them some uh, against the run. And then if you let Jackson get loose, you got to have somebody that has a chance of staying with him. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anybody except Eric Berry that can actually do that, but I really don't expect him to be playing this week. I think they're kind of holding him for the Chargers. So I think the next guy down, I think I trust O'Daniel in open field against an elusive quarterback like that a whole lot more than I trust Sorensen. So I would kind of make that mm-hmm. switch, and maybe that makes you look like you're playing, you know, a three linebacker set, but I'd really put O'Daniel in a strong safety position. So if we do manage to keep the Ravens into passing downs, into passing territory, we're obviously relying on our pass rush and the big guys up front. How impressive have you been with Alan Bailey and Chris Jones the last few weeks, Ryan? You know, I think it's it's nice to see them come together because I think all Chris Jones has allowed Bailey to, to really get motivated, and obviously he's not drawing double teams as much as Chris. Um, but the two of them together, being able to push that pocket and collapse it enough that the whole thing kind of shrinks. And I think that's what you've seen the last few weeks. I think they feed off of each other. And I'll say also, uh, I'm impressed with with Nadi's ability to get some penetration and move the pocket to himself. I, I didn't expect that coming in. I, I saw him mostly as a run stopper. Okay, well, on the other side of the ball, because we know – what the Ravens are going to try and do. They're going to try and run the ball all day. They're going to try and control the clock, get out to a lead, and then frustrate the Chiefs. So if they are going to frustrate the Chiefs, then we're depending highly on the man of the moment, the MVP of the league, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have the number one defense in the NFL. The Chiefs have the number one offense in the NFL. Traditionally, number one defenses would be number one offenses. But it's being played at Arrowhead. Pat Mahomes is looking phenomenal. Will the Ravens be able to stop 
Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. So I think, I mean, it obviously I think will depend on the health of Watkins to an extent. Um, but well, he's at the moment he's practicing. He's limited, but he's practicing. Yeah, um, I think he'll will make a big difference. Um, he sort of draw the double teams off Hill a little bit when Watkins is off the field and open it up for other guys a little bit more. Um, I think when you phrase it against, like, you know, number one defense against number one offense and historically defenses come out on top, I think it's kind of a little bit doesn't really do justice to how good the Chiefs offense has been this year. This isn't just like a number one offense. This is like a historically good number one offense. Like their points per drive is, I think, currently on pace to be the third best all time. Might be even better now. I, I'm not sure. I've not looked since since the Raiders game and the uh, the Saints laid an egg against the Cowboys. But you know they're scoring points at an insane, insane rate and. I just I haven't seen the the closest any teams come to stopping us or sort of kind of holding us in check was the Broncos on the road and we still scored 27 points at home at Arrowhead yeah I certainly think the Ravens will have their fair share of opportunities to make plays but I just don't see any team being consistently able to hold this offense down you know to the point where i think with an offense that is limited for the ravens right now um i i think it's a big ask from their perspective to be able to keep up i i agree with you i don't think they can do it either and the only thing that scares me about the baltimore defense is the pass rush because when you look at the secondary, in terms of uh, NFL rating allowed, their best corner is Brandon Carr. You know, 17,000-year-old <laughs> Brandon Carr. Is that only 17,000? I thought it was 20. Oh, <laughs> my apologies. So okay. so to, to think that they're going to be able to cover the outside receivers, is particularly Hill, but if Watkins is back, or even Conley for that matter, is a stretch. Uh, I think they do have a good matchup in Marlon Humphrey. I like the way he plays in the slot, but that's, that's a very specific way that the Chiefs are able to move around. So I don't see them slowing down in the pass unless, for some reason, uh, Sizzle's still a guy that can get the job done. You've seen him rush well the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He even had, mm-hmm. a, I think, a fumble recovery for a return. Um, I think Udon was kind of an a- aspiration against the Raiders that is not going to fulfill itself against the Chiefs. So I, I really think their pass rush is based on Suggs. Uh, if they can get that going, then they may be in trouble because I, I don't like the way – that Mahomes has been throwing on the run the last couple of weeks, and maybe that's just because he's been so rattled uh, in the whole hunt thing. But uh, if they can control the pass rush, I think they're going to be fine. I actually looked for the offense to come out and have a big day this this week. After the rubbish and all the crap that happened last weekend, they got the result they desperately needed in Oakland. Performance didn't matter against the Raiders. Well, now they've got a bit of time to work with the backs. They've 
Obviously, Borch, Kendrick, Weston, we see how much of a role he will play. But Spencer Ware and Damian Williams have had a full week of practice now, a full week in the scheme. And Andy Reid would have been looking at this game to see how he can get these two more involved. So I think the offense actually has a big day on Sunday. I think Mahomes has another big day, another standout day, another day that he gets closer to Peyton Manning's record. So that's where I just want to, I've got three questions quickly to ask you before we leave it here. First one, Ryan, will Mahomes win the MVP? I believe so, yes. Dave? After last week, yes. Will he break Peyton Manning's touchdown record? I don't think so. Yes, by one. By one. <laughs> so he's averaging four touchdowns a game from now on. I, in your... I think... Uh, you got some tough games coming up, and the Chiefs will probably need to be passing to keep up in a couple of them, maybe. So, yeah, I think he can do it. Christ, Dave Barnett, the optimist, I thought I'd never see the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, before we get to predictions, finally, one last question. I asked you to do a bit of homework before this show started. Um, you might have seen that the celebrity death matches returning to our screens. They showed that we all loved in, during the 90s and early 2000s. They showed that we probably shouldn't have been allowed to watch when we were younger, Dave, but we watched it anyway. Yes. So, so you can stick two celebrities, so two Play-Doh celebrities into celebrity death match. Who are they going to be? Who do you want to see fight? Um, uh, After last week, I want to see Bill Belichick take on Alan Thielen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'd be great viewing, <laughs> Ryan. You know, I thought about this. I wanted to go transcontinental here. I, so. I, what I actually wanted you to say was Chris Clark and Seth Kaiser, but you know, I know you're not going to say that. <laughs> well, no, that's that's kind of a mismatch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the jolly green giant. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, just just for fun, I wanted to go the whole militaristic thing, and uh, so I'm going to say Jesse Ventura, the old Navy SEAL governor here. Against Andy McNabb, the old SAS author. <laughs> that is, that's big Wowzers. time. Wowzers. What, if we're going to do gonna it, let's do it. it. <laughs> is it going to be fought in the jungle or in the dark in the desert somewhere? Like, I, I don't think this would play out very well in a ring. I think you need to do it in covert, as it were. Yes. For me, I, I've, I want to basically guarantee a death. Um, so being the name of the show. So I've decided to go with Bob Geldof and Bono. Um <laughs> I don't particularly care which one. I was going to say, hopefully <laughs> both of them. <laughs> as long as one of them does. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going for Geldof and, and Bono. But please get in contact and let us know who you would like to see in the Celebrity death match. And maybe we're at MTV and send them some, some suggestions, shall we? I don't think they're going to be up for Belichick versus um, Adam Phelan. I don't think so somehow, Dave. But, you know. Mate. I'll pay for that, um, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, did you see that video the other day going around the internet of two guys giving each other the bird? Um, it's just it's, no. The, I... the meme, the meme is like, oh, it's the most aggressive fight of all days, of all time. It's just two guys walking across the street giving each other the bird, and someone pointed out that it was Andy Reid and Jared Goff. <laughs> right. Okay. Then <laughs> finally, um, predictions for Sunday. Uh, Ryan, I know people normally have to go to your show to listen to your prediction on a Thursday or Friday, but are you going to give us your prediction on this show today? You know, I will. We might as well. <sighs> Thank you very much. Because all I do is argue with Chris anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that uh, this defense of the Chiefs has their hands full with the run game, and I'm not 100% sold that they're going to be able to slow them early. So I think it's going to be tighter than most imagine. 
in the end, I don't think there's any way that the Chiefs uh, allow themselves to, to fall to this particular team. So I have it 35-28 Chiefs. David? Uh, I was thinking not too dissimilar. Um, do you think the Ravens will probably have some success? Um, running a ball, but as I, like I said earlier, I think the Chiefs will have a little bit too much on offense and will probably just force the Ravens to, to move away from you know their their game plan a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Chiefs 34, uh, Ravens 24. Oh, very close to my prediction. Um, I'm going to go 37-23. I think we're going to see a lot of Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker this week. Um, yeah, I think the, the Chiefs are going to get themselves into position, but I, I think red zone, red zone offense may struggle a little bit. I still haven't scored like four touchdowns, to be yeah. fair, but I think four touchdowns for this Chiefs team isn't exactly a lot, is it? I say, so, when, yeah. when 34, 37 points is a slow offensive day, you know, you've got a good offense, don't you? Right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna, before we go, I'm going to encourage everyone to join us in Manchester if you can. We've got our final regular season meet of the season. Um, you can get tickets via our Twitter or Facebook page. It's £7, but you get a beer included and you get discount on drinks the rest of the night. And you We're get to meet Brad. You get to meet Brad and myself and Dave, but you, mainly you get to meet Brad. Who now, where will... is Manchester? <laughs> um, you said beer, north. right? I'm in. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I sh- how much would a flight cost? What, eight, nine hundred pounds? So a few thousand, uh, thousand dollars or so? Yeah, a few thousand is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But no, do do come along if you can, people. Um, the more the merrier. We have a few things to give away. And basically, we're just going to watch the game, hopefully see the Chiefs win. And then get pissed because we're all off on all off at work on Monday. That's so. drunk for all you Americans that don't know what Tom's <laughs> talking about. I was catching up slowly. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, Ryan, you're welcome on the show anytime. Um, I do encourage anyone to go and listen to your show, Locked On Chiefs. Well, thank you um, for just, having me. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. But we'll leave it at that, as you've got to get off, and I want to go and finish watching Sabrina because that's a good show. But anyways, <laughs> from um, one kingdom to another. Yes, I just admitted to that on the show. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Guilty pleasures and all that. You admitted to being Justin Bieber's biggest fan before he started recording, so it's okay. <laughs> Damn wow. it. All right. Anyways, from one believer to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Oh, gosh. <laughs>